Welcome to the Home Care Network podcast. In our podcast, we're bringing various guests discussing relative business matters that's concerning the operations of your home care business. Our guests will include fellow business owners, home care and healthcare specialists, service providers, and a wider range of business mentors and coaches. Be free to share the podcast within your network and to scroll through our channel for more content that is relative to you. Join us. We are networking today as we build for your tomorrow. Good evening and welcome to the Home Care Network, where today I'm going to be sharing a few moments with you and talking about are you ready to be great? It's such a healthy title. It's such a fulfilling title. It's a title with such strength. Are you ready to be great? Let's delve into it. You know, the first area of are you ready to be great is that we have to change our mindset. It's inevitable that we have to change our mindset if we want to think about where we are today and where we need to be tomorrow. So it's not always going to be something that is going to be pleasant for us in terms of, you know, being easy in just being able to be great or changing that mindset. The mindset from maybe being a employee to now being the employer, but is most definitely a hurdle that we have to take for us as entrepreneurs and as businesses and for the customers and the market, how that begins to shift, we have to shift with it. So I've come up with six ways to shift your mindset and embrace your change. Now, number one is to learn to meditate. I know it's really, really difficult to try and meditate. I found it very difficult for myself in as much that I couldn't shut the noise off. I couldn't learn how to just take away the outside environment and just have it from myself and within. But you have to learn to meditate. It just brings peace. It just brings calm. Learn to meditate. Number two is to make a personal development a priority. I learned this very early on and through just means of traveling and the air hostess would tell us upon boarding the plane, how you would need to place the mask on yourself first before you try and help anybody else. It's again, it's the mindset and it's a mindset that we have to adopt is that the personal development has to be a priority in anything and in everything that you do. You cannot manage and monitor and build a business if you have the sidetracking of family, of other work, other other responsibilities. So make your personal development a priority for yourself and for the benefit of your business. Number three, I would consider and recommend retraining your brain by noticing the positive changes. You know, how, how often do you just think that you're just going along, but you're not really taking accountability for the things that you have done, the accomplishments that you have achieved? We have to notice the positive changes. And again, being in that uncomfortable state is where you will find yourself to be because it's so very easy focusing and pointing on the things that are not so great 
the the negative aspects of what I didn't accomplish or what I didn't do, and um, I didn't achieve this like the person next next door. But you cannot focus on that, and you cannot have a um, have a barometer based on somebody else. So retrain your brain to notice the positive changes. I remember in creating a um, a vision board, and on the vision board, I'd actually put on there, you know, like, it's like a road map, but I placed a pin to say, this is where I am today. And I marked off on there, you know, by six months, I wanted to do X. By eight months, I wanted to do Z. By this month, I wanted to do the other. And before you know it, as I was going along this vision board, and I did take the time to stop and reflect, I'd actually accomplished all the things that I had set out to do. Retrain your brain and notice the positive changes and embrace it. So number four, I would say to focus on your long-term vision. If your vision doesn't scare you, then it's not big enough for you. So we may decide on what we're going to do next week, which to some people is okay. But as business owners and entrepreneurs, we really have to stretch our thoughts and start planning accordingly. The long-term vision. I cannot do what I want to do in five years time if I haven't then cultivated what I need to do in the first six months. A hundred pennies is gonna make a dollar. A hundred dollars is gonna make, a hundred dollar bills is gonna make a hundred dollars. So the same concept, the same mindset is that if I need to save $2,000, I've got to start off with a penny. So focus on your long-term vision so you know then how to cultivate your short-term goals. Imagine the inevitable. That's my point number five. Imagine the inevitable. And why do I say that? The inevitable is going to happen. We, we do not live in a perfect world by any means. So considering the inevitable is going to most definitely set you up for being able to receive it as well as being able to handle it as well as being able to get over it. Imagine the inevitable. Some things are just going to happen. And then my last point about changing your mindset is develop a 30, 60, 90 day rule. I say this with many of our members and we do place this up on our vision board or on our individual business focus boards in terms of the 30, 60, 90 day um, rule. Um, have that listed again, just so that you can have a set barometer in where and how and what you need to do to get to that final goal, that long-term vision. It's all relative and they all stick together. So let's go on and talk more about, you know, the, 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 the realism of all of this, like, yeah, Yvette, you know, this is all great. It's all great words. And, you know, all these objectives, um, they're all great, but how do I actually get there? How do I get there? The, the first point that I want to, to suggest and make sure that we have this clearly carved out is be realistic and be patient. We cannot plan to be a pilot within six months, right? 
you can't plan to be a brain surgeon in a year. So we have to be realistic about what we are trying to achieve. Without being real realistic, you're setting yourself up for a failure that we do not need. We do not need. So create attainable milestones. Um, again, talking about your goals, talking about your visions, but make them attainable. There's, there's just no point in setting something that is going to be so far-fetched that you don't get there. You're going to be down on yourself, right? So why do that? Become selective and selfish. That's a huge one. Being selfish, how, how can I be selfish when I'm in this line of business about helping others and, you know, reaching out to others and, you know, each one reach one. How can I be selective and selfish? There's a saying that it's lonely at the top. And um, it's such a very, very true statement. As you are cultivating yourself, as you are developing yourself, as you are creating your pathway, you have to be selective and be selfish at times in terms of your time, in terms of your attention, in terms of all of those different areas of your life. You may have to look at some and, look at, and, and not look at the others. It's not necessarily saying that it has to be that way all the time, but most definitely consider it as something that has to be done in steps and in phases. And I, and I go back again, and my third point here about being realistic and being patient is about making a conservative plan. We, we cannot get from, um, you know, Canada to South Carolina um, by not having a roadmap. You have to have a plan. And going back to the first point we just mentioned is about the attainable milestones. Make it a conservative plan, you know? And we're all setting everybody up to want to be great, but to be great, you also have to be cautious. You also have to be looking at your plan. And then my fourth point that I want to bring about being realistic and being patient is write a list of your do's and your do nots. That again is something like, okay, how do I even do this? And, and most definitely it's a moment of self-reflection. Most definitely it's a time to analyze really what your thoughts are. Because again, our thoughts can be very busy with all these things that, you know, yes, I, I want to have a franchise in, you know, three years and all that busyness. But to be very specific, write a list of your do's and do nots. You can even, if you wanted to like take it that little bit further in terms of your expectations, write a list of your expectations. What are you willing to accept and what are you not willing to accept? So I say that again in being realistic and being patient. Nothing is going to happen overnight. Sometimes it does. Trust me, we know that. We hear that on, you know, music. We hear that in entertainment. We hear that in sports that, you know, we have an overnight star. But because it only came out to us that it was an overnight star that is born, it doesn't mean that the work behind the scenes for that individual wasn't in play, right? He had to go and run 
10 miles every morning. He had to cultivate and perfect his dribbling style. Whatever it is, just because it's when we see it, it doesn't necessarily mean it just happened overnight. He was still putting in the work. So make that conservative plan. Make sure that you're creating an attainable milestone. In some ways, definitely be selective and allow yourself to be selfish. And write a list of your do's and your do nots, what you expect and what you do not expect. So just to really piggyback on just what we just said in in terms of, you know, um, your expectations. I, I believe that we have to give ourselves permission also to be bold and confident. It's not arrogance. Um, It's not being condescending. It's not being cocky. What it is, is allowing yourself the permission to be bold and confident, right? And we know that when we've got our heels on, we've got our shirt and ties on, we've got our suits on and the shoes are polished, you know, got the cologne on, we feel good, right? We feel bold. So this is the same type of, you know, um, what is the word I'm looking for here? It's the same type of um, false sense of confidence. It doesn't have to be about clothing. It doesn't necessarily have to be about shoes. It doesn't have to be about colognes. But what we have to instill in ourselves is that boldness and that confidence. So being bold in business is having the courage to make difficult decisions. that's, That's my thought. Being bold in business is having the courage to make difficult decisions and taking ownership of those decisions, right? I have to take ownership of those decisions. I can't make those decisions and say that it was somebody else that made me do it. I have to take the responsibility for that. So the in, in being confident, it's important on, on a multiple, multiple levels. You know, it helps you to deal with better with conflict within your office environment because you will have that also. It can improve your communication skills. It will promote leadership and it'll also encourage respect, right? But your confidence is going to yield that. You know, we often say, you know, um, to give respect, you've got to earn respect. To earn respect, you've got to give respect. And this is the same kind of thing in terms of, you know, you show confidence, you're bold and confident it is going to help you deal with those factors that are going to be definitely on your doorstep as it relates to operation operating your business. It is going to allow you to improve how you communicate, right? It will promote how you lead. And you cannot lead if you don't have any followers, <laughs> in essence. And it's also going to encourage that respect. We need that respect, most definitely. So be bold and be confident. There is totally nothing wrong with that. So here is another thought. Let's make a choice. Making a choice. Again, it's going back to that same thing about, you know, the decisions that we make. Make a choice. And here in making your choices, I have broken it down into these um, six steps into how can we make that choice? And and the first thing I say is identify the why, 
And what is your intended goal? Making that choice is also going to say, okay, I've got to complete my due diligence before I make my choice. Don't just go in there, you know, a knee jerk reaction, you know, an emotional, an emotional reaction, right? Go in there with a proactive approach by doing your due diligence and completing it from A to Z. So have a full understanding session or brainstorming session, sorry, to assess, you know, each option. Okay, so you've thrown everything up on the wall and these are my choices. I've done my due diligence and this is what I've come out with. So in all of these different areas, I need to assess each option. You know, the pros and the cons. Simple, the, the simple formula that we use when we're making a decision or making choices. You got to compare all the alter, uh, the alternatives and again, you know, the, the pros and the cons of all of that. And then once you have chosen that decision, execute it. Don't have it paralyze you. Go ahead and execute it. Minimize that risk and execute it. That's making that choice. Then once you have executed that choice, that decision, then you always should go ahead and evaluate your decision after the fact. How did it work? Was it beneficial? All of those different components you most definitely have to look into and look at to ensure that you are making those right steps and the making the right the right strides ahead of you. So you know, we, we, we've often thought about, you know, we, we have to be perfect. You know, everything has to be perfect, you know, down to your forms, you know, down to, you know, the, the, the alignments, down to your logos. And, and for, for most part, everything does have to be perfect. But we also have to understand that perfection is so very subjective. And what do I mean by subjective? You know, subjective means that there is something that is defined as how you see it rather than how it actually is. So subjective is how we perceive it. So do we understand that perfection is subjective? And and the reason I bring the, the term up about perfection is that, yes, we all want to strive for perfection. But if perfection was perfected, where and how do we know that? And if perfection wasn't perfected, then what do we have to work towards? So the flip side of that statement is that with perfection comes failures. And I've had, you know, many a story and and some small, some mediocre and, and some very, very large failures. But every single one of those failures has also propelled me to do better because now I've learned from it, right? So I've taken what I have failed in and added that now to my arsenal. And now if I go back to do it again, I'm just that little bit sharper. I'm sharper. I'm wiser. You know, my knowledge has become my power. And knowledge doesn't always just come from perfection. The knowledge sometimes comes through failures as well. 
So my statement on that, you know, and, and I have a little short um, statement here, is by embracing failure, you're accepting yourself and your situation as part of life. It is an opportunity for growth, but is not a measure of self-worth. Some things may be out of your control. And success usually comes as a result of past failures. And that means just so much to me, just because of my journey, um, that when I had my biggest failure, I actually had my biggest joy. I just didn't know it yet. I just didn't see it at that point right but i took everything from it i took the emotions from it i took the learnings from it and i put that all back into things that i knew and i know that i'm blessed with and i'm now able to create develop more and i've been able to expand on who i am as an individual and as a business owner so embrace your failures embrace your failures it's not there to cripple us. It's not there to defeat us. It's there to actually help us. Minimize your risk though, guys. Minimize your risk. So all of those points that we just spoke about with regards to being ready to be great are all some key changes in your mindset. Now, the first thing that we spoke about today is about your mindset. If you're ready to be great, you're going to have to be selfish. If you're going to be ready, to, I thought if you are ready to be great, you've got to change your mindset. If you are ready to be great, you've got to be realistic and patient. If you are ready to be great, you have to be bold and confident. If you are ready to be great, you have to make some choices. If you are ready to be great, understand that perfection is subjective. And if you are ready to be great, just embrace your failures. Go out there and be great. You have a whole world out there waiting for you. Touch on these points. Assess yourself. Be faithful be diligent. I thank you guys for listening. This is Yvette Akins from the Home Care Network. And we're going to see you again here at another time with another topic and another day. Thank you.